I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Corner to Corner is live in five, four, three. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of, what is it? What is it called? That's right. It's C2C Radio Show or Corner to Corner Radio Show. We're live on C2CRadioShow.com and Spreaker.com slash Corner to Corner. Thanks for listening as always i'm stan grubb my tag team partner brian taylor what's going on brian what's up how's it going what's up what's up Uh, got monday night raw is going on right now for any haters out there suck it oh damn right off the bat i'm just throwing it out there jeez it's a new leaf it's a new leaf getting some hate mail are you no, no, no! I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm trying to get back into, into heel shape for certain upcoming events. Uh-huh. You know. So, so you're trying to get ready to be on the wrong side of the tracks for July 9th, is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tried the other side; it was okay, but you know, you know me, I, I I'm more on the, the other side, and I, I, I need to embrace my inner. It was weird having you from, you know, the, the face standpoint. It just doesn't work for you, sir. Yeah, it does not. People are like, that's not. not that's not Brian. Who is that guy? Yeah, that's, that's not him. Yeah, that's not him. That's his, that's his older brother. <laughs> that's his older brother, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <Brion>. He's French. <laughs> <laughs> he studies abroad most of his life, so he has this accent. It's really kind of weird. We have trouble keeping up. It's, it's odd. 
I mean, shit, if, if Kevin Owens can have Ken Owens <laughs> and Elias can have Ezekiel, then by God, we can have Brion. Brion. Wee wee. Makes good sense. Hey, my oldest is on a plane right now. She is headed to Spain. Oh, very nice. Yep, yep. Her studying, speaking of studying abroad, she's going to have a two-hour layover in France, so she'll get a chance to kind of hang out in the French airport. I told her to avoid the Frenchmen. Not to insult our listeners over there, but I'm just saying. Oh, you, yeah, but you've done it. <laughs> the I only thing you can quick. do to make it up is say, wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee! Oui. Le wee oui, wee! Oui. <laughs> Le baguette! Le wee oui, wee! Oui. <laughs> That's about all I know. <laughs> and I've insulted an entire country. Yep, it's happened. Yeah. International incident right here, corner to corner. HR's calling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's what that... It says spam call likely. What does that mean? <clears throat> so, let's see. We had, gosh, a lot of different things happening this past week. We've got news. Brian, this one, this one will probably make you smile and... And honestly, it'll it'll probably make you make you frown a little bit. We'll start us off with, hey, you know, there is a return, rumored and now confirmed. Seventy three years young, Ric Flair has been training for a, a, a return match. It's supposed to be his final. Of course, this would be his what thirty seventh final match. Uh, but it's supposed to take place against none other than Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I don't know how to put into words properly just how odd it sounds to say that Ric Flair at 73 years old is about to get back in the ring. That's not to say that he won't be entertaining because, come on, Ric Flair is always entertaining, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, but Ric Flair is always entertaining. Ricky Steamboat, I mean, here's a guy that's been through literal hell. I mean, he's gone through strokes heart issues, and Ric Flair's had his health challenges as well. So the possibility of seeing both guys just in a ring is is hard to fathom. It would be Steamboat's first match since 2010, and Ric Flair's first match since, let's see here, it was TNA in 2010 as well. Wait, he didn't have none in Impact? I mean, not Impact, but WWE when he came out? I mean, he did have a fight. He had a fight with Randy Orton. It was, you know, unsanctioned. It wasn't an actual match. But I guess you could say that he had one last go, quote-unquote. Was that the send-off one? Where after it was done, they all came to the ring? Um... Cause I, think, I think you're missing one. Because there should be one where I'm pretty sure, or was that a match? I thought that was a match. I could be wrong. Where basically this is like his final match, and when it's over, everybody from the locker room comes down, and they're in the ring or something. Well, I mean, nothing replaces the emotional night after WrestleMania where where he lost to Michaels, where everybody comes out crying on Monday Night Raw. Maybe, am I getting that confused? Maybe I'm getting that confused. I'm kind of thinking maybe you are, but it's all right. It's all right, man. 
But what do you think? I mean, Flair and Steamboat back in the ring. It's going to take place July 31st at StarCast in Nashville, Tennessee. I mean, is this even... <laughs> is this real life? Uh-huh. Um... So, I know I've said it before. I'm not a fan of this. Um, Sometimes you just need to let uh, yesteryear remain in yesteryear. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I know I've said it before. Like, there were times that... And he came back, and it was kind of like, uh, we probably, you should probably just let it go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether it's a bad storyline or whatever. Um, yeah. Although, I, it may have intrigued me enough, had I not been going on another little wrestling trip, I might very well have been like, hey, let's, uh, let's go to Nashville. I mean, we haven't. It's been a few years since we were in Tennessee. That's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have done it. I would have done it. Sure, but maybe next year. We should do that next year. Well, it's funny because you said in the in the group chat, you said Wheeler Yuta is becoming quite the star. We'll talk about him a little bit more in a moment. Um, But I, I felt compelled to look up the Scenic City Trios tournament that we went to. We went uh-huh. to the Trios Tournament in 2017 in Tennessee, Chattanooga. We had uh-huh. the opportunity to see, I mean, the Viking War Party versus the the Carnies, which is still mm-hmm. my favorite Trios match I've ever seen. It was just the most insane thing. I've never mm-hmm. seen hardcore wrestling live before I saw that, and it was nuts. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm still, I, Coach Mikey still owes me popcorn. <laughs> he does. So. In, yeah. He didn't settle with you at at Taswell. No, no we didn't. Sell, we did not sell at Taswell. Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. You know what? I know that uh, one third of the uh, ducklings is is on the recovery trail. As soon as they are ready, in full form, we're bringing them back, and they're going to get you popcorn. Mm-hmm. I want it. I want it delivered to the table by Mikey. My, my coach, Mikey. So here's the thing. Now, I did read, this is uh, two, no, a week ago. Coach Mikey actually lost a match against another one of our favorites, White Mike, formerly of the Gymnasty Boys, where now his contract is now in the ownership of White Mike. Coach oh, wow. Mikey now works for White Mike. That's crazy. So maybe, maybe. Yeah, apparently. And maybe what we need to do is reach out to him and say, hey, listen, because you are a man of honor, a man mm-hmm. of your word and integrity, mm-hmm. you should integrity. tell Coach Mikey it's time to live up to his end of the deal. I want popcorn. That's right. Freshly popped, extra butter, light mm-hmm. on the salt, just the way you like it. That is true. <laughs> I'm going to have my people reach out to his people. And maybe we can work on a deal, get him up to a show. Maybe he'll do it in the – maybe I'll have to get him to do it in the ring. Yeah. You know, I'm – I know July has got a lot going on, but September, 
could be the Ooh. next run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Folks, of course, what we're talking about July 9th is UCW Resurgence taking place at the Strasburg, uh, Strasburg location of the Signal Knob Recreation Center. Tickets are on sale right now, ucwresurgence.eventbrite.com and at the Strasburg Flea Market in Strasburg, Virginia at 110 North Massanutten Street. If you can't tell, I've had to read that quite a bit. Um, but tickets are moving quickly, so get yours now while you've got the opportunity. We're excited to get back to work, man. So I yeah, but can't tell so, you. but just to, just to get it out there, right? So we do have a few names, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. We do have one or two matches that we that we put up. Public yep, knowledge, right? We've got the tag team championship on the line. Is the real life freaks, demented Bradley and Joe King? Taking on the relatively new, they've been together since about 21, Ryan the Psychopath and Mad Max Morrison, the Static Age, challenging for the UCW Tag Team Championship. Um, Max Morrison, no stranger to the tag team game. This would be his second second partner running at the titles. I mean, this is going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to seeing the all four. Then, of course, we've got Breaking news as of last week, this one is going to be a barn burner. Returning from a hiatus from injury, from a knee injury, the this, this Steel City Sex Pistol, say that five times fast, the Steel City Sex Pistol, Shane Malice, challenging Jason Raditz for the newly dubbed, the television championship has been retired, the newly dubbed North American Championship. And this is a beautiful title. I can't wait to see it in person. Mm-hmm. So all these titles, though, from the from uh, you know, I guess he he doesn't like the world world moniker, but the heavyweight championship to the North American, they're all beautiful titles. They are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah the uh, the newly minted, the freshly minted UCW heavyweight championship is probably my favorite so far but the north american that could rival it yep so tickets are going fast Mm -hmm. um we're getting bombarded uh quite regularly with uh questions about tickets and all that um so yeah so get yours now Get them now because they're going to go quick. Um, we're not even – we're up just under two months away, and these tickets are moving very, very quickly. So it's going to be an exciting night in Strasburg, Virginia. And uh, who knows? Who knows what is to come? Ethan Cross, the UCW heavyweight champion, will be there. He will be defending. That's all we know so far. There's a lot of hints. There's a lot of rumors. But all we know is that he will be defending. So we talked about Flair, Steamboat coming back. I mean, their storied careers, having them both back in the ring one last time at StarCast could be a big, big event. I mentioned that I had been looking back through the Scenic City Trios tournament, and you had mentioned Wheeler Yuta. So moving into Wheeler Mm -hmm. Yuta. Are you telling me we saw (laughs) Yuta? So we did not see him. Oh. Okay. At the Scenic City Trios tournament, we did see him at the Nova Pro events that we went to, and we no way. had no idea the greatness that was in front of us in the ring each time we saw them. 
Was he? Was he still? Was he going by Wheeler Yuta? As a matter of fact, he was, and he actually had no teamed the the year after we went. He teamed with Logan Larue. You know that name, Logan yeah, yeah. Easton Larue, of the one percent of the gated community, was a tag team partner of Wheeler Yuta, and uh, they did quite well for themselves as Team Nova at the Scenic City event in two thousand eighteen. Man, you know, I sometimes I miss Nova. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had they had a buzz about them. It was the company itself. The shows they did were quite good. Um, you know, I, I say what you want about what happened behind the scenes. I think there's still a lot of questions there. More more questions than answers, quite frankly. But the shows themselves were very entertaining. Uh, well, Logan I mean, Larue, one of the best in the area. Yeah, I mean, so we were introduced to uh, the Gymnasty Boys, mm-hmm. the Ducks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to see Sanjay Dutt occasionally. The Carnies. Uh, the Carnies. Um, what was Grimes going by back then? Um, Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Um, oh, Trevor Lee. Yeah. Um, to the moon. <laughs> I mean, we got to see some great, great matches from there. Now, Monday Night Raw is in Norfolk, Virginia. Right. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just one fifty-nine. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Now, they did a show just last night in Roanoke. Now, the show in Norfolk is packed. Just, just from the scenes of what they're showing, it's... It's elbow to elbow right now. But in Roanoke, it was kind of a different story. (laughs) A lot of open seats in Roanoke, Virginia. And the show was only one hour long. Raw? No, no. It was a house show. Oh. Hey, uh, so I got to step away real quick. I will be right back. Feel free to talk. (laughs) Pretend I'm there. I will. I will. I'll say, hey, Brian, and you'll go, and I'll just say, speak for you. I'll go, yes, Dan. I can do that. <laughs> I'll be right back. So Brian mentioned uh, w- during the group chat, he said, you know, Wheeler Yuta is becoming quite a name for himself. And it struck me as just how crazy it's been, how long he's been building up to where he is now. I just mentioned to him, you know, Wheeler Yuta in Nova Pro Wrestling in 2018. Four years later, four years later, this guy is in such high demand that he is now in Japan in the best of super juniors. Apparently, you know, this is a, a, a one of the, should we say chosen ones or maybe pillar? I don't know. I don't know what the verbiage or vernacular should be for the reference. But with what we're seeing, with what we're seeing right now with Wheeler Yuta as the Ring of Honor pure champion, it's just unreal to see how quickly his star has risen four years is not a long time when we talk about you know the the age of like aew for example and i always call it they're still in their infancy because they're only three years old 
Wheeler Yuta in his wrestling career at four years in. And I'm not saying he started in 18. That's what we were exposed to him. So in only four years' time, to catapult into such high regard in a worldwide stage, it's almost unheard of. I mean, you look at Wheeler Yuta, you look at what he does in the ring, it's very crisp, it's very sound, and he is very, very aware of what the people are seeing and how they're reacting and what really matters. Oh, my goodness. All right, I'm back. Are you still there? Yes. Yes, we are. The, the, live via satellite. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, Brian, what I was saying is just kind of chronicling the growth of Wheeler Yuta. And I said that, you know, over the four years' time that we've been exposed to him. Now, that doesn't mean he only started in 18. No, he's. I think he's been wrestling a little longer. But comparatively speaking. AEW's age, three years old. Still in their infancy, in my opinion. Wheeler Yuta, in four short years, went from independence on the East Coast, probably elsewhere as well, to now one of the most recognizable names in professional wrestling around the world. Setting it on fire right now in the best of Super Juniors. Yeah, I really... I don't know what it is, but... I don't. I don't think it's his style, but it's just something about him. You know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like I want to see where his his journey is going. I mean, there's, there's it's a difficult thing to pinpoint because Ring of Honor Pure Champion, best of Super Juniors right now. He's involved with that. He actually was selected to go to Japan by Tony Khan rather than being on pay per view. Most likely to build up for what we're about to see at Double or Nothing with Danielson and Moxley coming to the aid of Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz to do a five-on-five. There's now rumblings that, <clears throat> I was going to say it, but I'm not going to say the other, the other match, Blood and Guts. There's now rumblings that Blood and Guts is actually going to be taking place at Double or Nothing. If that's the case, if Double or Nothing has blood and guts there, add to that CM Punk versus Adam Page. Add to that, you know, the the tag team championship on the line from Jurassic Express and I think FTR. And the Owen finals. Since all out of last year, this could be the best pay-per-view AEW has put on. Um, well, I don't, I don't know if they've announced the tag team yet. Um, cause you got, um, what Jurassic Express versus in Hobbs and Hobbs um, and Starks. Yep. is coming up. Mm-hmm. So you probably won't get that announcement until after that match. Don't want to spoil nothing, you know? Right, right. Um, but you kind of you kind of got to know who's going to win that one if it is FTR, right? Mhm. Um but let's see who else uh have they announced anything else? Um for double or nothing as far as the card, yes. We'll we'll go over it oh, a little bit more in depth. Oh, then you got Wardlow and mm-hmm. MJF. Um, MJF, which is probably one of the more anticipated matches. 
We got the debut of Hookhausen. Which, I mean, come on. <laughs> there, This could be, I mean, the most enigmatic tag team since the Rock and Sock connection. I'm just saying. So, yeah, I have no clue, right? I had to explain to my wife <laughs> about Dan Housen being popular. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Because you saw, you know, Tony Nese just wreck him. Oh, then, my um, gosh. So, yeah, so I had to explain how he's quite popular. So I've, I have some thoughts on that, by the way. I have some thoughts on Dan Housen literally just sitting there for Tony Nese. On one hand, okay, I get it. I, it makes sense. I mean, Tony Nese, the premier athlete, Dan Housen is, is the comedy guy right now. Makes sense. But... So, why don't you just sit down, Dan Housen, in the corner? Why don't you just sit there? Don't take a bump for... Nope, just sit there. Because it's literally what he did. I mean, he takes a bump that was half-assed and then just sits in the corner. Then he takes another shot to the face, and then it's like, okay, so he's going to just lay in the corner. No, he somehow comes out of the corner and then takes another lazy bump right back to the corner. And I love Dan Housen, so it hurts to even say it, but I'm like, what is happening <laughs> and then he's like he sits there and brian he looks to his right like all right here it comes versus just laying there kind of nonchalant like not knowing what's happening if i'm looking to my right <laughs> and i'm seeing one of the the best athletes to ever do it in tony nice to rush to the corner and deliver a knee to my face i'd at least put my hands up yeah, but what's the fun in that, right? I mean, yeah, I get it, and I know what it was supposed to look like. So I'm like, okay, so it's supposed to be basically he knocks the shit out of him the first shot, and now he's just sitting duck the whole time. I know right. that's how it's supposed to look. So I'm like, okay, I get it, but I'm like, Dan Housen, come on, man. <laughs> just just a little, just a little. You don't have to get offense, but just put your hand up a little like you're, oh, no. Instead of, oh, I'm going to die. Yeah, just a little. It did hurt yeah. my heart to see Dan Housen just get the shit knocked out of him so many times. Because I know he can go. I've watched him in Ring of Honor, and I, it was really impressive to me because before he was Dan Housen, before he was the guy he is now, the character, the gimmick, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. Donovan Dan Housen was actually quite an accomplished wrestler. The guy really could go. So to see him transition from no face paint to full face paint to full regalia and everything has really been something. And if you're noticing corner to corner jumping from topic to topic, that, that's kind of how we do this. It goes fast. So if you can't keep up, put a seatbelt on because <laughs> it's going to keep going. Um, but getting back to Danhausen and watching him take those shots, I'm just like, when he finally gets a chance, it's going to be like Orange Cassidy. When he finally gets the chance to show what he can do, mm. the people are going to fall in love with him even more. It's just, it's going to be intense. Maybe, maybe. Um, I think they really need like a junior tag team title or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think him and Hook, um, that would be good for something like that. Right. You know? 
but I just don't know how they'll stack up in the long run. Yeah, there's... You've got so many people now, and after a period of time, you've got to start saying, okay, how do we split this even further? Because Ring of Honor sooner or later will be that, that way to do it. And if you're going to keep AEW in total its size, then you're going to have to expand the roster divisions. You're going to have to like create... He's talking about the uh, trios title. We know that when Kenny Omega comes back, that's most likely coming to pass. So you've got the trios division, but you still have a lot of people. And there's nothing wrong with creating multiple divisions. Welcome to the junior tag division, just like in New Japan. I mean, they've got junior tag, they've got heavyweight tag. And it's a big deal when you make the jump from junior to heavyweight. Absolutely, it could translate really well in, in the U.S. I, I think it would be big. I think it's a great idea, Brian. Well, you know he's got, uh, supposedly has multiple other titles that are already, like the belts have been made. Huh. He said it in uh, last week in an interview. The six-man titles are already made. They're yeah. like on his desk. And he's just waiting to unveil them. Mm-hmm. And then he said that he has other titles that he's not going to say what they are. He's not going to show what they look like. Um, but he does have them made. So I would imagine you you may have like, uh, you know, they do dabble in hardcore every once in a while. So maybe you have a hardcore. Uh, maybe you have a junior heavyweight or something like that. A North American, you know, some some something like that. I mean, there's, there's definitely room for it. If you're going to have a roster that size, that's fine. You've done a pretty good job of keeping everybody involved. Yeah, give them something to shoot for. AEW does a great job of creating, you know, stakes and matches. Something that means something. They made the win-loss record mean something. And quietly they built up so that Scorpio Sky could literally go a year without being defeated. And then get a title shot. So it made his title victory all the more important. So if you have that capability, if you have the ability to really generate interest from elevation all the way up to dynamite, then do it. Yeah, well, I mean, the the, the thing about AEW is they don't have rematch. They don't have a lot of rematch. Right. And that's what... Uh, Ultimately, um, makes them, uh, I won't say more intriguing, but helps to me, helps them in the long run. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not, it's not like you're seeing New Day versus the Usos for the 100th time in a two month span. Right. I mean, right now on Raw, you've got Matt Riddle going one-on-one with, uh, I believe it's Jey Uso, and these guys are really delivering. The RK-Bro-Uso's feud, that that story, has actually been quite good. Um, so getting some variety is a good thing, and if there's anything that WWE could... What in the hell? All right, full stop. So, 
I don't know if you're watching Raw. On the bottom right corner of the screen on Monday Night Raw is a countdown to Cody. They are, are forcing they are forcing a heel turn. This is that <clears throat> you know what that reminds me of? And I know we're just totally jumping topics, but that reminds me of Randy News Network. Remember when he hurt his shoulder? Mm-hmm. Early, early in Randy Orton's career. I don't know if they're forcing a heel turn, but they're forcing people to, yeah, uh, basically turn on them. Yeah, they're they're gonna be like, yep, okay, we built him up, you get you, you loved it, and now we're gonna make you hate it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna make you hate it. <laughs> Cody doesn't want to go heel. Uh uh-uh. uh So we're gonna make the crowd turn him heel. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. Could you imagine if Vince is just saying, yeah, yeah, Cody, we'll do all that for you, man. That's a great idea. You've built a, a hell of a name and character for yourself. We're going to push you all the way to the top. We're going to strap the rocket. And he mm-hmm. goes to his writers. Okay, so here's what we're going to really do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look at look at so look at Roman. Roman is a prime example. Mm-hmm. Right? When he was with the Shield, although he was the quiet one. They cheered for him, even though they were, I guess, technically bad guys. Right, right. He was right? extremely popular at that point. Yes, but again, he, he was the very quiet one. You know what I'm saying? He was, because mm-hmm. you had Ambrose and Seth that talked more than Roman did. It splits. Roman goes about his own way. Still popular, but he's not like the the megastar he is now. Mm-hmm. Right? <clears throat> And he never, he doesn't like, he doesn't break the ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like before Tribal Chief, he doesn't, he never breaks the ceiling. And why? Because he was a good guy that they right. forced down their throats. Right. And everything was, the deck is stacked against Roman Reigns. How will he persevere? Yes. That's yes. literally the, the story for Roman every match. Yeah, it, and in the ring, he never lost, which right. I thought was dumb. However, mm-hmm. oh, when they Jesus. finally figured it out, oh, well, we don't need to turn Roman, or, you know, we don't need to push Roman. Mm-hmm. We need to have the fans turn on him. Right. So let's just, like, just make it so, you know, Roman is so bad that he... And right now he's so bad that he's good. You know what I'm saying? You still there? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just listening. I oh. didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah. Oh, I said, but you know what I'm saying? Like, let's make, let's just, let's just, okay, they're accusing us of throwing Roman down their throats. Let's really throw him down their throats. Mm-hmm. Let's get the other half of the audience that was cheering them to turn, you know, turn bad, or, you know, not turn bad, but. Boo them. We have a whole audience. We can, I can turn them good again whenever I want, or I can make them so bad he's good. And that's where he is now. Right. You know, and they'll do the same thing with Cody, but, and Cody won't be able to stop it when they turn, <laughs> when they turn the fans on him. If, if I'm Cody and if I'm anywhere near a monitor, and you know he is because that's where he loves to be, if I saw that, I would be pissed. Like, it's cool because, you know, they're promoting Cody Rhodes. And maybe, maybe he's okay. He's like, yeah, if I'm going to go heel, let's do it there instead of here. I don't know. But 
to me, if if I'm soaking in every bit of adulation that in his, this is what he's conveyed that in his mind he deserves, why would I want that to start coming to an end? And all that really does it's it's just like you remember when John Cena in like '06 was at the height of his popularity, and then slowly, not so slowly, actually like almost like throwing a snowball down a hill. <laughs> you see the crowd just starting to like if if Cena wins we riot kind of thing, mm-hmm. and it was all because you had more popular stars like Rob Van Dam and all these other guys that people wanted to see. Hell, at one point they wanted to see Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle used to get booed just vociferously because of the fact that it was Kurt Angle. It was the cool thing to do, right? Roman, you know, we're looking at all of these guys that have just been forcibly turned. Roman, he didn't have he didn't have a choice. It, basically, at every twist and turn, they'd give him horrible lines for his dialogue. Mm-hmm. They would mm-hmm. they'd say, "Okay, hey, here's what you're gonna do next. You're gonna um, you're gonna come out there, and Braun Strowman's gonna throw you through an ambulance, and he's gonna throw you through a wall, and you're just gonna spear him and win." Right. Oh, what? <laughs> like, there's no wrestling logic. It's just TV. Rawest TV that happens to have wrestling sometimes. AEW is wrestling that sometimes happen, has has stories or skits. Well, I mean, that's obvious. Look at most of the counters for Raw. Mm-hmm. 26 minutes out of a three-hour show. Yeah. Is yeah. devoted to wrestling. But I, I, I think, though, with Cody, mm-hmm. it's going to blow up in their face. Because Cody has something that Roman Reigns never has and probably never will have. Mm-hmm. And that's the gift of Gab. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, for whatever reason, the fans flocked to Roman. But he was not a big talker. He was not, you know, he's not able to go toe for toe with somebody on the mic. So they, they had to give him Paul. Mm-hmm. Right, and the majority of times where he's in a ring and he's got a mic, the other guy's got a mic, are limited now. It's normally Paul with the mic, and then Roman gets a, you know you, you know what I'm saying. Roman mm-hmm. may talk a little bit, but long gone are the days where Cena is just going to make him look stupid in the ring. Right, it, that won't happen again. As yeah, a matter of fact. When Cena last came back, if you remember, it was Roman that said it was like missionary position over and over and over, which was probably the funniest line Roman Reigns had ever delivered up to that point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, now you know, now he's at such a level where he's not ever going to have to do it again. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you got rid of Paul, you know, when he if he's, you know, if you're on the other side of the ring with him and you both got mics, you're not. He's not going to have to get in one of these little hit for tat conversations with you. But Cody has that gift of gab, which is also one of the things that gets him in trouble because Cody likes to talk from you know from somewhere that doesn't really filter sometimes what he says. 
And he's okay with it. I mean, it's not to say it's anything crazy, but, you know, the whole, oh, you can thank me for AW, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And just little those little things throughout his career, you know, will get him, they will chew him up in the WWE once they get tired of it. To me, the dub- oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Close, close your thought out. Oh, please. I was going to say, and the WWE fans will, they are quite ruthless and they will That's chew true. you up quick. Yes. Yeah. You know, it, <laughs> the phrase of let it play out came <laughs> from WWE fans. And then when, as soon as they got tired of it, they said, don't tell me that, let it play out shit. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the truth. Um, I, to me, a Cody run isn't complete until Brandy comes back and wins the, wins one of the titles. Brandy? Yeah. Let's have Brandy come back. Let's go ahead and just full on nepotism. Let's just do that. Oh Lord. Yeah, that would that would probably that would be Ooh. You talk about turning. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean Brandy's good, don't get me wrong, but I mean there's there's that level and then there's Becky and Asuka and Charlotte. I mean, she's just not there. Not yet anyway. Maybe she gets there at some point. Who knows? But right now she's not. So, I mean, the crowd and of course the crowd would be like, Who is why is she in there all of a sudden? Who is she? You know, because that's that's what they do. She's a virtual nobody. She shouldn't be doing this. Reality is she actually can go quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, I could just see that being another factor of, well, why can't my wife? You know, on television, I could see Cody saying, why can't my wife have a title shot? Why can't we do? Like, and just the fans going, wait, what? No, no, that's not what we want. Go back yeah. to doing the Dusty promos again. Come on, do that thing. Yeah. And it's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. eventually going to happen. Because, it, I mean, especially think about it, once he gets, you know he's probably going to get a title. Right. the world titles. Once he gets that, the co- uh, the dusty thing is out the window. Right, right, because that story is complete. Right, yeah, yeah. And see, that's, that's when, you know, that's when it's really going to get interesting. Because he can talk, he he can be a, a good guy and talk, and he just sounds like a bad guy, a jackass. So, I look forward they will, to that. They're gonna eat him up. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the beginning of the six month time frame that I said you've got six months to make it or break it with this guy, Brian. I, I, Many of you will recall Brian said it. They've got significantly less, and maybe that's true. But I, I gave him the benefit of saying, "All right, you got six months to make this run do something." So here we are, right on schedule for your timeline. Because I had him pegged for at least getting through SummerSlam before any hints of a heel turn happened. Yeah. And, Sometimes you just gotta capitalize. And I know what a lot of fans out there are going to say. We have fans on all sides of the spectrum. Indie fans, AEW, WWE, you name it. You know, Obviously, there's tons of companies out there, <clears throat> Impact. Um, but when we look at WWE right now, there seems to be, and even with tonight's Raw, although the cage match finish has still got my mind just saying what, Um there is some kind of a shift happening right now because finishes are changing slowly. 
wrestling is a more of a focal point. The skits we see are limited more and more. So, for example, the 24-7 title. Now, we know the 24-7 title is your basic comedy part of the show. Outside of that, everything is much more serious. With the House of Black and AEW, and then you go to WWE, we've got, I think they're called Judgment Day now. Officially, Edge's group is called Judgment Day. And that's Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. We've got these things that are making... It's like what happened during the Monday Night War. One company is forcing another company to make a change. And I mean, that is everything we wanted as fans. It doesn't have to match. As a matter of fact, I prefer it when it doesn't. But I like it when they make each other do things. Because that's what keeps mm-hmm. it interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, if, well, I, I mean, there's rumor that the WWE might be going to the the uh, <clears throat> the win loss record. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's if, there's a strong conversation about that. Yeah, and it's not the first time. Didn't they used to do it? So, they as a matter of fact, for like two weeks or something. WWE actually way back when, if you remember in the early part of the 90s, when they would have the lower thirds on wrestlers, some of them would have their win-loss records in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm getting the 90s, not 90s, 80s. Let's let's stick with 80s, because I think that's actually the time frame they did it. Um, when they moved into the 90s, as we got from the Hogan era to the new generation, and then ultimately the Attitude era, that was when wins and losses were less focused. And we got more focused to the comic book character. There's nothing wrong with mixing the two, having that comic book character and wins and losses, competition and larger than life start to intersect because that's when the Attitude Era was big. When larger than life met competition and rising ties raised all boats, basically. You literally mm-hmm. could go to a WWE show back then and whether it was the New Age Outlaws or the Dudleys or The Rock or Steve Blackman or Al Snow or Stone Cold Steve Austin, or The Undertaker, or Kane, or the one, two, three kids later, X-Pac. All of these names all had value in their set roles. Mm-hmm. And you, you knew what you were going to get. Mostly. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's The storm is brewing from mm-hmm. the nitwits on Facebook and Twitter... To, you know, guys like Eric Bischoff and Disco Inferno, who most of the time just speak dribble, but their audience pays attention. Some of them probably watch, who have never watched. Mm-hmm. To guys like Cornette, who constantly bashes one product. To you know, what the the WWE is trying to accomplish and changing ever so slightly. To even what AEW is doing, there's a there's a storm brewing, and one of these times, one of them's going to get lucky, mm-hmm. and then the other one's going to get lucky, and it's just going to take off again. Uh, that's the nature of the beast. It's always been up and down, pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, oh, wrestling there is definitely a, time, a very cyclical business. Yeah, yeah. There was a time when pro wrestling 
was fading away because you would have these hour, hour and a half long matches where you would sit in a headlock for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. You know, you would legit be put in a headlock for 30 minutes. And that was, that was what pro wrestling was back in the day. And then here comes TV. God, the business changed. Pro wrestling was a hit. Top of the charts. They rode the wave. Sixties mm-hmm. and seventies, you don't really hear a lot about that era because it started to fall off and fade away. The end of the seventies, guys like Dusty and Rick and you know Hogan towards the end of the seventies, all these guys they started putting it back up. 80s, 90s, it's to a height it's never been. Comes crashing down in 2000s. Well, it's quite possible. We're going to go back up here soon, and that's when it's really going to get fun. Well, I feel like there's no better time than where we are right now to be at that precipice of another big boom in the Mm -hmm. the industry. Looking at... At everything they're setting the groundwork for. Yeah, well, look at the upcoming uh, trade show. Mm-hmm. You know, NBC is, or I think it's NBC wants to put WWE in the forefront. Right. Discovery wants AEW in the forefront. So what they're looking for are advertisers. Advertisers mean more money. More money means bigger production, bigger shows. And God, it's it's gonna get crazy here soon. Within a year, you're you're gonna get you're gonna be able to really tell you have a war going on. Well, and that's where that's where I think a lot of people forget just how good wrestling was. <laughs> right now, what we're seeing, yeah, I get it. Oh, man, there's a lot of spot monkeys out there. Sure, sure, there are. But that's what the business transitioned to for a long period of time. People got tired of seeing, okay, so you're going to sit here, we're going to map out your entire match, and this is everything that's going to happen in that 15-second time frame, and then you're going to get to here. People got tired of seeing it. They wanted to see something new and something inventive. Look at Darby Allen and Jeff, Ar- Jeff Hardy from this past week's Dynamite. It doesn't mean that it's what they should do all the time. Please, God, no, because how Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen are walking today, much less still performing. Um, yeah. Wow. But you go a long way from what WWE did in, in even NXT to an extent with planning of the matches step by step by step to literally where you could tell what it was going to happen. Okay. We're at the Royal rumble. So probably somewhere about entry number 20, uh, we're going to have somebody try to do like the Kofi Kingston spot or the John Morrison or the parkour, whatever you want to call it, right? And mm. then during the Women's Rumble, you've got your returns, you've got your nostalgia, and then you've got who's going to try for the Naomi spot. And then, I mean, it was just, it was very predictable. And then AEW just mixes it up and we get something like Hardy and Darby Allen. And it, come on. Yes, you knew that these guys were going to do high-flying stuff, but nobody expected it to be just literally a, a stunt 
event from beginning to end. Okay, well, I'm going to do a dive for the suicide dive through the ropes. Fine. I'm going to put you on some chairs and then I'm going to do the swanton. Huh? <laughs> what? Darby Allen hits the coffin drop, misses it though, and lands on the side of the apron. Ow. No. What? I mean, it's a great time to be a fan because you know what's coming. And that's not to put down either side. I feel like both sides finally, and Brian, I don't know if you'll agree or disagree, but finally I feel like both sides are trying to change. Mm. Or maybe I should so say all sides because it's not just limited to the two of them anymore. No, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the WWE has realized they have to change – and let me and I will. This will sum up, and this will make my point better than anything mm-hmm. that I can I can recall memory wise. What pay per view did we just have? Uh, WrestleMania Backlash. How many skits were in WrestleMania Backlash? That was a grand total of zero. How many backstage interviews were in WrestleMania Backlash? Maybe one. But I'm I'm really stretching to try to remember. How many outside interference? We can count Rhea Ripley, so that would be one. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? No. <clears throat> How many? Um. Let's see. I'm trying to think. The normal. WWE flair and fluff that goes into their pay-per-views. I mean, they still had their their video packages before each match to bring you up to speed. I felt yeah, like yeah, that but, was even limited with the length of them, though. Yeah, but, I mean, to me, that's understandable, right? Because mm-hmm. I think you should probably have that in there, especially for like somebody like me who's just watching pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Catch me up to speed. But even you, I cannot recall ever seeing a WWE pay-per-view that was structured like this. It was matches Mm -hmm. upon matches upon matches upon matches. They didn't try and cram the entire roster onto these. They didn't really put a match in there that didn't have a story behind it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, outside of Nitwit talking, I thought it was a good pay-per-view. Because it was simply wrestling. It's something the WWE hasn't acknowledged that they do in forever. Because they don't call themselves wrestlers. They call themselves superstars. Superstars. It's not a pro wrestling company. It's a sports entertainment company. But that pay-per-view alone was a pro wrestling pay-per-view. And it proved that WWE, when they really put their minds to it, can deliver a top-notch wrestling show. Yes. I mean, if you didn't watch that six-man tag and have fun with that, I I don't know what to tell you. Because it was a fun match to watch. You had everything you could ask for. You had RKO's. You had Riddle being Riddle. You had Drew McIntyre really still at the top of his game. 
Roman Reigns shined. The Usos shined. It was a great mix. And mm-hmm. you didn't know who was going to win, which is when it's the best. Mm-hmm. That's that's when I love wrestling the most is when I can't figure out who's gonna what's going to happen. Legitimately, as deep as we are into our, our fandom and into our fledgling wrestling careers as broadcasters, um, I still love it the most when I'm surprised. Well, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you're supposed to be able to just suspend suspend life and just enjoy this because, right. you know, you never, you're never really supposed to know. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, the more you watch it, you get better at picking. But, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a good pro wrestling pay-per-view. No fluff, no stupidness. I, I mean, did any of the matches have weird endings? I think they all ended legit, except for, again, the Rhea Ripley one. But it still ended, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There wasn't no weird finishes that I can recall. Um, no rock rock stars getting involved no zombies it was a good pay-per-view so this just broke through the insider pwinsider.com raw main event changed after talents walk out of taping taping so I would have guessed maybe the main event stuff that tapes before raw Okay. So let me just. Uh, this, this is really annoying. Okay. The main event for tonight's Raw broadcast changed for uh, to Becky and Asuka with the winner getting a shot at Bianca Belair. The previously advertised tag team main event was supposed to be Naomi and Sasha defending their tag titles. However. It appears that Naomi and Sasha walked out of the tapings and left. are no longer at the venue. Hmm. So much for that. Oh, countdown to Cody. Brian, there's 33 minutes until Cody time. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? I'm a huge Cody fan, but come on. I don't need a counter. I can be patient. I don't need to be told. Up, oh, Cody's coming. Stay tuned. This is probably what Vince thought. How do we keep fans from changing the channel? I know. Cody's the most popular part of our show right now, right? Yeah, Vince, yeah. So let's put a counter so they know that he's coming. If they keep waiting for the counter, they'll keep staying on the program. Mm-hmm. What the? So it, it, getting back to, the, to Naomi and Sasha. Mm-hmm. Why would they walk out, though? That that seems to be a, a very big, big question. Because I don't understand what they're doing with the women's division in WWE anyway. Because half the time it makes literally no sense. Mm-hmm. It, it just doesn't. I was happy to see Ronda win the title. But now you're in that unique position we talked about last week where... Um, okay, so who's going to do it? Who's going to beat her? 
just like you are with Roman right now. Literally, you had him cuffed and beaten to where he couldn't stand, but you found a way to have him win that, so now here we are. No one's going to beat him. And here's Ronda, who just made what you would define as the queen of WWE's women division. She just made her quit, so who are you going to have beat her? That's the question. So the women's division is always confusing to me. So my guess is that they had Naomi and Sasha come to Raw. They set up a match where they were going to defend the titles, and then they decided they were going to have the titles taken off of them. This would not be the first time Sasha has left the venue when she didn't like creative. And frankly, good for Naomi if, if she's standing up for herself in that regard as well. Because if there's anybody in the women's division that's been screwed multiple times, I would say Naomi. Mm. I mean, you still have to be, you still have to be professional. There's that obvious thing, you know, uh, same kind of thing falls into play when you're Stone Cold Steve Austin and they tell you you're going to lose to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, sure, you don't like it. Yeah, sure, it doesn't make sense. But it is still where you're contractually obligated to perform. So, no, it's yeah, not a good so look, but you got to stand up for yourself. What tag team on the Raw, Raw roster would it have been? I have no idea. I don't even know of any women's tag teams so on Raw. <laughs> I wonder if the Iconics are back. Iconic! Iconic! Okay, so that would be cool. I'd be alright with that. But then they'd only break them up in a few weeks anyway. Yeah, I really hope they don't go back to WWE. <laughs> so, per PW Insider, Jason Solomon at Solomonster on Twitter reports, main event was changed mid-show when Sasha walked out of the taping of her creative differences with Vince McMahon. She wanted changes made and he wouldn't budge, so she left the building. Naomi then left with Sasha. Well, there we go. If that's if that's legit, you never know. You know, it could be a story, but Mm-mm-mm. they do this a lot with with Sasha. With they did it with Bailey. You know, back when her and Sasha were tag teaming, they took the titles off of them at WrestleMania after literally giving them a story, hand delivering a story that just screamed of you've got to give them a run. They basically take time off. It was, what, six weeks that they were off TV? hmm I can't say I blame Naomi for standing up for herself. Sasha as well, even though this is a pattern of behavior for Sasha, if she truly doesn't agree with creative, to me, the only way you're getting through to creative and to Vince is if you prove, hey, look, I'll sit at home. I mean, Sasha could go do TV. She could do movies. She can wait out her contract if they give her a 90-day non-compete, show up on AEW, and be one of the hottest commodities there, too. Literally, she could do what she wants. Listen, let's pump the brakes here, bud. Let's not just give put another WWE guy on the, on the AEW. <laughs> oh, they do it all the time. I don't have to do it. They'll do it for me, okay? <laughs> the next well, set yeah, of releases, but... God only knows. It, that and other fans. I mean, you're right. You don't need me to do it. Everybody else will do it for me. Good point. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, don't feed it. <laughs> don't feed into that. Now, do I do I do I think? I mean, obviously, if I was Tony Khan and you know, I had an opportunity at Sasha, I would go after Sasha. Definitely. Yeah, and I would shell out some money for Sasha. 
Same thing with Charlotte and Becky. Those, to me, those three, if I ever had the opportunity, I'd be like, uh, what's it going to take? Mm-hmm. Now, I would I would go after Becky just to make her eat her words. Charlotte, I think, is going to be an easy grab, and it may very well happen faster than what people anticipate because depending on when her contract runs out, she could be heading that way anyway, especially if her. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Husband's still there. Mm-hmm. And that one wouldn't shock me. Right. Sasha, to me, though, in AEW, I think would be the, would give you the biggest bang for your buck. Because Sasha, I think, in that environment would be exactly what you were looking for. Sasha gives you that name recognition that, as much as we love them, that the others don't. Thunder Rosa is the closest, maybe Britt Baker a very close second, to being that face of that division. Yeah. yeah. But to, to me, Sasha would... Sasha, Charlotte, you would have to you would have to tweak, mm-hmm. I think, you know, because to me, she could out wrestle the majority of that roster. Mm-hmm. And while that was fine, I think it would translate kind of like it's translating the WWE, where a lot of people are just tired of her. Mm-hmm. So I think they get tired of Charlotte fast. Becky. I think kind of falls into the same category. Becky is too like Becky's man persona, which would have to be part of the package. I think I could very easily get her wrestling the men in AEW mm-hmm. and letting her, you know, let her beat some of these guys. Right. So to me, you know, maybe she's not the best fit for the, for the women's division, but Sasha, I think, would fit perfectly in the AEW's women's division. Because Sasha can be beat, right? So the good thing about Sasha is she's never been billed as unbeatable. Whereas, to me, Becky and Charlotte do kind of have that air about them. Mm-hmm. You know, not just anybody is going to beat them too. 
but Sasha, you know, can be beat by anybody, and she can make them their, her opponent look like a million bucks. One of the things I always love about when shows are live is that literally anything can happen. It's one of the reasons we stick to a live format weekly, because I feel like when something happens, you need to be able to react and provide info on it in real time. When we see something like this with Sasha and Naomi, again, reported by uh, Jason Solomon, uh, PW Insider, walking out of the Raw tapings tonight, that is a big move. It doesn't necessarily guarantee, like we're speculating, but it doesn't guarantee, hey, they're leaving. So don't don't take it at C2C said. No, we're, mm-hmm. we're not saying that. But we are saying if they did, if right. it happened, this is what where it could go. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah, here, I just I, I don't know what it is, bro. I, I would love to see Sasha. The problem, or, though, is that Naomi probably would not have as much. Uh... I think she would do okay, but to me, she's kind of like Bailey, right? So Bailey would barely would do okay, but I don't think either one of them would be the face. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other three would clearly be the face. If that makes sense. So WWE Bullet Club 2.0. Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan. Fantastical. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you need a trio to go opposite Judgment Day. All right. Mm-hmm. So Balor and AJ have a, uh, a great tag match with Los Lotharios. Good matchup. You should, uh, if you get a chance to see it on the, on YouTube or watch it on uh on demand, do that. Liv Morgan has the feud with Rhea Ripley. So, I mean, that matchup could be good. Mm, yeah, I don't know, but it could be good. Could be good. Uh, well, didn't, she, didn't Rhea just manhandle Liv, like, last week? Made her tap out handedly, like, easy. Yeah. <laughs> just, just basically, here, hold still, I'm going to bend yeah. you like a pretzel. Yeah, get yeah and some standing figure fours. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know what you call that thing. Yeah, <laughs> I know what I call it: agonizing pain in submission form. <laughs> like what the hell? Okay, so <laughs> so it looks like uh, Chad Gable just gave Kevin Owens the news that they did a, a DNA study oh, no. on on Ezekiel. Found out that he truly is not Elias. <laughs> oh my god! Here. I love this storyline, and I loved that they tried to get Kevin Owens to get in on the fun, to <laughs> to make him be Ken Owens, which I thought was funny. I mean, why not? It's it's good. It's good TV. Well, the only thing that's going to make this storyline even better is that they truly are two separate people. <laughs> oh, my God. If it was legitimately a twin brother out there. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, could you imagine, like, on a Monday night? No, no, no. Like, in a SummerSlam. Because you got to do it the same time you did with uh, Undertaker. Remember when there was two of him? Right. But it turns out to actually be twins. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. I'm so down for that. That would be amazing. Because <laughs> you know, one of these times, like, uh, what's his name, Ezekiel, mm-hmm. is going to have to be in the ring, and he's going to point Kevin back up towards the Tron. <clears throat> Elias will be on the, you know, talking on the Tron. Uh, it's going to be, you know, they got to do it sooner or later. Mm-hmm. So. Nice Old little uh, video clip right now showing Alexa Bliss squashing Sonya Deville last week. Welcome back to Alexa Bliss. Luckily, only as good as Alexa Bliss can. Just oh the God. newly married. The newly married, newly wed Alexa Bliss. Congratulations to her. Listen, bro. You're just like the rest of these little nitwits. She's got an ounce of talent, but everybody's stuck on her face. Face, right? You said face, yes, right? Face. Okay. Yes. <laughs> just just I making sure. Face. Yeah, good, good save. Uh, but no. I said no. face. <laughs> I mean, it's it's cool to see, to see her back. I think she's quite good. I mean, she got me sold. What can I say? She made me buy a ticket. I'm sure she did. Uh, okay, now that's frightening. There's a fan in the front row on the aisle wearing a mask that looks like Lily. No. That looks no, like no, what? No, no, no. Lily, the doll. Oh, no, wow. no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Please, God, no. Are they as big as Bray? Uh, no. No, it's not. It, oh. it was an actual... It was a girl. At least oh. I think so. Oh, they changed. They changed Alexa's theme. Damn it! She's not uh, the same, bro. Speaking of changing themes, so earlier today I was watching Mox versus um, Osprey from mm-hmm. Chicago a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, of course, Osprey comes out first with his uh, with his Empire cronies. Mm-hmm. And then Mox comes out. I'm expecting Wild Thing. No, they no. played Dean Ambrose's theme, didn't they? No. Oh, okay, good. He's got some new theme that is, like, totally kick-ass. His new Japan Pro Wrestling theme is the theme song he should be using. Oh, I think that I, I think don't... they actually call that song Death Rider. Yeah, yeah, Death Rider, yeah. Because that's what they call his finisher. That's what they call him. Um, yeah, that I mean that song is like, it's like oh wow, this is this is a badass fucking theme song. Mm-hmm. I and still that think that's one of my was, favorite gimmicks too. What the Death Rider gimmick? I like that nickname. I liked the whole idea of it. If, if I had come into AEW having had that run, I'd been like, no, nah, I'm going with Death Rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, that match was brutal, too. Osprey versus Box. You should you should try and look that up. I will. They beat the piss out of each other. Capital Collision happened this past weekend, by the way, in D.C., um, every report that I've seen of it has been extremely, extremely positive with 
News coming out of it, Juice Robinson becoming the new IWGP U.S. champion. He fooled us all. Said he was going to come back to the States. Said he was leaving New Japan. Nope, nope, nope. Fooled you. He joins Bullet Club, wins the U.S. title. Yeah. Bullet Club. For, 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 for life. They're just not the same, though. Well, <sighs> we may not ever get that. <laughs> we, may, we may never see that ever again. Yeah, it's just, it was weird because they, they had a Bullet Club match on. Um, it was like a eight-man or something. And I watched it. I was like, oh, this is not my Bullet Club. I want my Bullet Club. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag not my Bullet Club. Yeah, not my Bullet Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. Hashtag not my Bullet Club. <laughs> but, yeah, I, you know, I, I really wanted to go, uh, but I had to give it up for another New Japan event in the future. So, mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, I made if, the right choice. If I had to choose between Forbidden Door and, you know, Capital Collision, I'd go to Forbidden Door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how do you not? How do you not pick that? I know, I know. It was a hard choice. I said, fuck it, I'm going to Chicago. <laughs> so, looking at uh, looking at some of the information here, um, looking at. Double or Nothing, which is scheduled for next week, May 29th, next weekend. So that'll be a good one here. The confirmed matches for the card so far is CM Punk challenging Hangman Adam Page, Serena Deeb challenging Thunder Rosa, the women's Owen final, the men's Owen final, and Hookhausen versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. By the way, Smart Mark Sterling is perfect for this role. If you need to help a guy along, if you need to get somebody involved and get them more more in gear with what you want from them, this is the way to do it, and they're doing a tremendous job. If you want to see somebody mix comedy with management technique and style, this is how you do it, and I love what he's doing. And he'll be, if, if Hookhausen wins, which I predict is what's going to happen, it's going to be Mark Sterling that gets the tar knocked out of him. Up oh, 14 minutes and 28 seconds to Cody time. The countdown to Cody is still on. They're going to do this every segment, I'm guessing, until we get to Cody. You know that, yeah, they're going to do this for weeks. <laughs> Boo! People start throwing stuff at the screens. No more Cody! Vince gets his wish. I buried that AEW peasant. I buried him. <laughs> so prediction-wise, Brian, I know that the, the tournaments are going to be tough, but it's next weekend. We'll probably get confirmation of the of the AEW tag title match and maybe the TNT title. But uh, for the for the for the card that we have in front of us, if you had to make a prediction out of the Owen men or women's, who's winning? Hmm. Let me have the female Joker 
and Adam Adam Cole. Hmm. By the way, recent rumblings on the female Joker, Candice LeRae. I could see that happening. I really could. And I don't I, I blame mean, bo- both her and Johnny, by the way, for not re-signing a deal. Yeah, well, I, something tells me both Jokers might be the, <laughs> them too. I mean, look, you're in a time where you just got told you're off TV, right? Be, rightfully so, you're having a baby, which is great news. Congrats to them. Um, but everything happening behind the scenes, NXT from black and gold to 2.0, all right? Nobody gets their real names anymore. So Johnny Gargano goes bye-bye. So what do we get? Just We're, we're going to actually call him Johnny Wrestling? I mean, that's not a bad name, but really? Mm. Mr. Wrestling, can they, I have a word with you? They would just call him Gargano. Right, right. Garg. G-A-R-G. Garg. <laughs> Candice LeRae. She just watched the women's division change from wrestling to a sex drive type episode. Divas. Yeah. Literal Divas division. And that's not what Candice LeRae does. Mm-mm. She's an attractive lady, but she does not come out there just to show her butt. She comes out there and works her butt off mm-hmm. and has great matches. So mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, Candice LeRae is the Joker there would be great. Um, outside of that, I don't know if I would have picked anybody already in the tournament. So I'd have to agree with you. I think Candice LeRae could be a good shot for that. Yeah, now, now that's not to say I wouldn't have minded Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter being on opposite sides, mm-hmm. and that being my final. Because um, I actually enjoyed that match. Really? I thought that. Yeah, I thought that match was pretty decent. Really? Yeah. What is it with Jamie Hayter that I'm not getting, man? If if you had to. If you had to convince a fan that just saw Jamie Hayter and said, I don't get it, how do you explain it to him? How do I explain her? Sell me on Jamie Hayter, bro, because I don't get it. I think she's clumsy. I think that she is slow and not receptive to her opponents. Oh, I don't think that. I think with the right... You got to get the right person in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she's slow. I mean, I guess she'd probably be a little bit slower because she's probably more of like a power. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I don't think she's that slow. And I, I mean, I actually thought the the her and Tony Storm was. I mean, they've they've like done this before, right? This is not the first time with them two. So, I mean, I thought it was a good match. I don't, I don't know how. I don't. Where did you see it was it wasn't that good? Just for example, the griddle press that she hits on Tony Storm. She gets Tony Storm up there, drops her down, but as as she's getting ready to drop her down, most times, and this is a technique thing to me, most times when you see them drop them, or they're getting ready to fall backward, right, both arms go down and they drop. 
Hater holds one arm up, the other one just starts to fall first, which puts a rotation on Tony Storm, which, thank God she didn't, but she really easily could have gotten hurt. Speaking of hurt, Jamie Hater then takes a step going for what I assume was a pump kick, um, but her leg just gives out on her. So I don't know if that was supposed to be that way or she's legit hurt, but that match, that that leads us to the pile driver from Tony Storm to Jamie Hayter, which I don't know if Hayter couldn't get up for it or if Tony Storm's legs gave out from under her or neither one of them were just communicating because that was nasty. Again, what? thankfully, no one got hurt. I mean, towards the end, it looked like they might have both been blown, but I I mean, wasn't there a spot or something with Hayter? Or she, I'm trying to, trying to think. Didn't she like sell an injury or something? She was selling the leg for a majority yeah. of the match. And it seemed like the end came really fast. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it came fast. I, I just, for whatever reason, I think they both, maybe they tired themselves out. Maybe they, you know, they both hit the wall at the same time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if she's not injured, she made, it, she made it convincing so it looked like there was an injury. Yeah. And that's, and that's what, I'm, what I saw. So, for me, I saw it as, okay, well, it looks like her leg is, is jacked up. So then she still tries for a couple of shots that just, to me, didn't make any sense. But then again, that's where I say to you, okay, sell me on it because how did I miss it? How did I look at it and see it this way, and you see it so completely different? Because you weren't the only one. I mean, our whole group chat was like, oh, what a great match. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I felt bad because a lot of times I'll see it that way pretty much in alignment with you guys. But this time I was just like, no, I didn't see it. Yeah, I watched the match. I just didn't get it. Yeah, I'm not going to say that she has been, like, super crisp. Mm -hmm. But... I think this is probably in the what last week with uh, Ruby and Tony versus uh, Britt and Jamie. I thought was a good match, but I—I I mean, to me, it just seems like there's there's history, there's bad blood with them two. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like as the match progressed. And again, I don't I don't know if they both somehow managed to hit the wall at the same time or if it was that's the way it was supposed to be or supposed to look. But to me, I I just looked at it like they're, you know, the, that like they they both of them went at it full tilt and they just like Ran out of. They both ran out of gas because they were, you know, going at each other. Brian, it's finally here. It's Cody time. Here comes Cody Rhodes. It's Cody Rhodes time. <laughs> it's Cody Rhodes time. <laughs> Adrenaline in my soul. Something, something. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I drive my wife nuts with that every single time. <laughs> By the way, right before Cody comes out, 
full on full crowd sh- or full uh, shot of an AEW rules poster. <laughs> love it. Love that's, it. You love to funny. see it. That's cool. Yeah, that's funny. You remember back in the day before signs were really a thing. You'd always see them, you know, during the later 80s and into the 90s, but they were spread out. And then the Attitude Era hits and the signs are everywhere. Oh, my God, they're everywhere. <laughs> you like, literally have to move them out of your way to watch the show. Get the hell out of my way. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the WCW Sucks sign for the first time thinking, oh, my God, I can't believe they allowed that on TV. <laughs> but I'll, go back and watch, rewatch that match. Mm-hmm. And and put your put your your hate and your animosity towards hater. Ooh, ooh, no hate, no animosity. I just wasn't sold. Yeah, yeah. something tells me you're not you're not part of the hater nation. Well, if you don't respond to my DMs, you know, I mean, come on, (laughs) I'm a red blooded American male. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just just go back and watch it, and don't don't. There's no expectation. And just let you know, let it unfold. By the way, crowd reaction for Cody when he comes out off the charts just blows you away with the cheers. Fans losing oh, yeah. their shit for Cody as he comes to the ring. It's Rhodes Country right there in Norfolk, Virginia. See, I mixed the yeah, Rick Flair. Just go back and, and rewatch it. I will. I'm going to look it up this week. I'm going to pull it up, and I'm going to watch it again, just to be fair. Just to say, all right, look, I gave it another shot, and here's what I came up with. And I'll compare notes with you next week. When we do our our official Double or Nothing countdown show, We will. Uh, I'll, t- I'll give you the rundown. All right, I did what you said. I watched it again, and it still sucked. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> It definitely didn't suck. So for everybody that, that's hearing this, I'm not saying it sucked. I just no. He did say it sucked. Convinced. I heard him. He said it sucked. I just I wasn't. Send I wasn't hate mail to Stan. <laughs> Send it to corner to corner radio at gmail dot com. We'll read it live and on the air. <laughs> I'm gonna die laughing if the thing goes off. I will too. I will read it. I will read it. It'll be from how Jamie many Hayden. times? How many times do I have to say, "Don't mess with the copy"? If you put it on the prompter, he will read it. Yeah, it'll be from Hater. Stay out of my DM, Stan. <laughs> Don't you ever send me that picture again? That was disgusting. It was just of my cat. I'm sorry, God. I thought you liked cats. Yeah, but I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I guess Hater's kind of grown on me. Actually, the last couple weeks. I'll tell you who's grown on me. Watching NXT 2.0 on Tuesdays. Nikita Lyon. She's grown on me. No. I'm lying. I'm lying. Uh, She hasn't. No. (laughs) They, first off, people in charge of putting NXT on television feel ashamed of themselves. Because they literally build... When Nikki Lyons coming on TV as a thirst trap. Now, Brian, you know what a thirst trap is, right? Yeah, yeah, that's all she is. Yeah. So they 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 sit there. They're like, "Get your popcorn ready. It's time." And I'm like, "Bro, it's Nikki Lyons. I mean, she's getting better, but come on, <laughs> relax." And besides, if you're going to do that, do that for Toxic Attraction. Let's be real. Just saying. They shouldn't do it for anybody. No, I I agree. It gets old. I get tired of. 
that that kind of behavior. It's it's part of the reason. You remember there was a time where I didn't want to watch women's wrestling because as attractive as they are, you get tired of seeing the same thing. It's the same spots. All right, we're gonna see their butts. They're gonna bend weird towards the rope, so we see their boobs. Then they're going to do a half-assed spot where it's supposed to look like wrestling, only it's not, and then the match is over. Mm-hmm. God, I mean, how fast did the whole we're changing women's wrestling work out for you? Whew. That Couple would be years. one of those. That would be one of those times where all of those years where they talked about the revolution or the evolution, yeah. whatever you want to freaking call it, for women's wrestling blows up in your face every time you put you know a shot of somebody's butt onto television and it's not because they're look i get it but you can let them be sexy and attractive while they just do their thing in the ring they you don't have to gear your camera work towards all right we have to get a close-up of their butts make them bend over the ropes a certain come on really ember moon there has to be something going on Right, mm-hmm. Especially with NXT. Like, somebody apparently is not paying attention, whether it's Stephanie that's not paying attention or whoever it is. But you can just you can look at Tony Storm, mm-hmm. what she wore in NXT compared to what she wears now mm-hmm. is night and day. Hmm. I mean, there, there, I mean, in NXT, those shorts were short. And now, they at least cover her. Mm-hmm. So, your whole women's revolution and all that. I, if I was one, I swear to God, if I was one of those women, and this is what you did, I would be in an uproar right now. I'd be on the phone with an attorney. I mean, it's exploitation. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm not talking really like an active. I'm talking like somebody like, you know, that really just, you know, went out there and was like, look, I was part of this change. And now you're you're taking so many steps back. I mean, mm-hmm. at a rapid pace. It's, I mean, it's yeah. not like, you know, this is going downhill fast. All we need now is more twin magic. Hey, you don't talk about the Bellas. I will come, I will come over there and yoke you up. <laughs> you can look, but you can't touch. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Since they've been gone, I really appreciate them a whole lot more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hurts to even hear. It hurts my soul. No, no, no. I mean, since they're not on TV, I, I think they're one of the... They're one of the better acts they've had. <laughs> Put them on TV. I don't want to see them. Take them off TV. Oh, they were great. <laughs> I can argue that point forever. They was legendary. <laughs> They're Hall of Fame bound, both of them. Mm-hmm. I still, I still can't wait till I hear it one day. You know, it's got to happen at least once. Oh, in they're in the AW. Hall of Fame. No, no, in AEW. Oh, you know you got to oh. hear it. Brimo. <laughs> oh, no. Please, God, no. Because you know what will happen is they'll get in there with, like, uh, Serena Deeb and one of her students, and they'll get the snot smacked out of them. <laughs> they'll be like, only, we're, only we're legends. 
we're Hall of Famers, and they just beat the shit out of them. Yeah. It would it would probably only be Bree. No, so. Nikki would never let anybody stretch her like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean the WWE like has gone backwards, mm-hmm. and, I, and that's not what I want to see. I don't I don't want to see gratuitous. You know. Yeah, I don't need to see it. Not in wrestling. I don't need to see oh, it. Uh-oh. I'm fine if that's what your cup of tea is. That's okay. You know, if you're a fan and you're like, oh, I love the Divas Division. Okay, cool. That's your thing. Not mine. Yeah, but, but only the pervs per se. T- that. To me, that's how I feel. Like, you've got to be a real special kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. The Divas Division was great. Yeah. Really? Really, like buddy? down in your mom's basement <laughs> with the lights cut off. It puts the lotion the on its skin. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure you put the lock on the inside of the door so mom can't come in on you. <laughs> mom, leave me alone. I'm yeah. watching the Bellas. Got a whole thing of stiff socks under the couch. <laughs> Everyone's puking. Everyone just puked right there. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. That's all some of these people are watching it for. Because that's what that's what you've done, you you've now created that environment again. It does surprise me. I mean, when you think about all of the, and it's not just WWE that's seen it, but all the lawsuits in professional wrestling, WCW had their share. Hell, AEW's got one going on right now. I don't know if you can call that a. Uh, it's I not mean, like it is a, a lawsuit, but this guy sues everybody. Right. Right, yeah. but it's because it wasn't appropriate or, or set up on a proper lever for for a uh, handicap for visually impaired right. visitors. Right. Um, but anyhow, wrestling world is no stranger to lawsuits, is what I'm saying. It really surprises me that women in WWE, from Trish to Lita on up to now, none of them said, "Hey, why am I being exploited?" Like, just one time. You see it, you hear it in shoot interviews, right? Like, Melina talked about it when, when she did hers. Amy Massaro, it's well documented. She talked about hers. Um, but that's that's it. Never a lawsuit. It just seems weird to me. Yeah, but I, I mean... Okay. Um... I don't. I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could do it. I mean, I think the the attitude error might have better luck mm-hmm. trying that than than them now. But it, you know, it's it's. I guess it's kind of like case in point. Look at know, Candace Hooters. Michelle. All right, that's fair. That's fair. But look at Candace Michelle. Mm-hmm. Now, her career lived and died by the fact that she basically stripped on television. That was part of her entrance. I, I'm i curious as to how, how she looked on that and if there was ever a time where she's like, maybe I don't have to do that. Again, that's kind of fishing, you know, pulling a little bit, stretching. But I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't 
understand how that never happened. But then again, maybe it's part of their contracts. Maybe you can't. Maybe there's like a hold harmless agreement. Who knows? I'm sure there probably is. You think about all the stuff that they did during, the, especially during the Attitude Era. They probably had to have something like that, some kind of a creative control, quote unquote. Who yeah, may, have, may have just answered my own my own concern. No, I, I mean, again, it's 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 probably kind of like you know Hooters. Mm-hmm. Hey, the, you know this is what we wear. You don't have to wear it. You're just you know. You can't work here if you don't. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can leave any time if you, you know, I don't know. So maybe the maybe the fame and fortune, it just kind of, you know, people are willing to do that kind of thing for money and fame. I don't know. So apparently the the story continues about Sasha and Naomi leaving Raw after a disagreement with Vince McMahon. Apparently it was supposed to be a six-pack challenge where the winner gets a Raw women's title shot. And Naomi was reportedly scheduled to win this match. Hmm? I'm going to guess and say creative must have had Naomi beating Sasha. Mm. Why else would she be leaving? Or maybe she felt like putting Naomi in that position takes away from the fact that they're in a tag team run, which that could make sense. Or maybe that, you know, they were going to break up the tag team. Right. Maybe. Mm hmm. Oh, apparently hmm. Sasha Banks uh, unfollowed all of the WWE accounts over the weekend. Oh, then there must be something more to it. <laughs> so maybe her. you're right. Maybe they. Maybe this is... Uh, oof. Who knows, man? What a wild, wild world this wrestling world is. Good for her. So... Because, again, if there's one that doesn't need... The mm-hmm. WWE to be successful at Sasha. Well, I mean, she had such a good showing for herself on Mandalorian and got mm-hmm. such great reviews on that that she really does yeah. have a lot of opportunity, even if she never got back in the ring. Yeah. And again, I do think she's a lot more. Well, in front of a camera, she seems more personable. Because there's all the, you know, interviews with her all the time that, you know, you kind of like, oh, man, she seems like she's a, you know, she seems like she'd be fun to hang out and just, you know, hang out and talk to. And then you ask her for her autograph in the airport. (laughs) Not today, kid. (laughs) What happened in Maryland over the weekend? Baltimore Celeb Fest, oh. Got to go to Jimmy's Seafood for that one. Well, apparently they had a big uh, meet and greet or something up there. Mm-hmm. 
Tony was up there. Tony Storm. Mm, mm, mm. Let's hear it for Tony Storm. Mm, mm, mm. She is having quite a nice run on this uh, opening opening introduction to her here in AEW. It should be interesting to see what she does next. Um, the brackets for the Owen, of course, we talked about it a little earlier. Both of us seem to agree that the Joker will probably win that tournament, which is interesting. Only the female one, yeah. Only the female. I feel like Adam Cole is going to win the men's. Mm-hmm. So do I. I'm going to pull up the brackets here. Let's just take a look. Quarterfinals started this past Friday, and uh, here's what we have so far. Excuse me, not Friday, this past Wednesday. So on the men's side, it was it's Samoa Joe, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Dax Harwood, Darby Allen, Jeff Hardy, Ray Phoenix. Darby beats Jeff Hardy this past Wednesday. Adam Cole had a hell of a match. Wait, no, no, no. With... Jeff beat Darby. What did I say? Darby? Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Jeff Hardy had a great matchup as far as uh, stunt and just beating the shit out of each other. Jeff Hardy beats Darby Allen. Dax Harwood and Adam Cole was, man, it was so good. Adam Cole gets the victory there. So we've got Phoenix, Ray Phoenix and Kyle O'Reilly. Mm-hmm. And Samoa Joe is going to take on the Joker. I have no idea about who the Joker really could be. We talked about Johnny Gargano. To me, he stayed so quiet. It, it's why it's hard for me to really see him in that vision. But if it's Gargano, then, I mean, you got to go with Samoa Joe, right? Well, no, no, no. See, the, the good thing about this one is you can get Joe out of this tournament fast mm-hmm. with him out lo- with him not losing steam because again you have uh, lethal yeah Duck Sanjay and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and Satnam so Singh <laughs> yeah yeah so you can easily get a good match in and then have the interference and you know get Joe out of the tournament and your Joker wins. Um, is kind of what I'm figuring is going to happen. I think the Joker gets to the next round. I feel like we're probably going to see Kyle O'Reilly beat Ray Phoenix. I just, I don't know. I mean, Phoenix being back, I'm I'm happy to see him back. Glad that his arm wasn't any worse than it was. But, man, I'm sure this matchup's going to be amazing. I'm sure that we're going to... We're going to all make it a point to watch it and to really enjoy it. I don't think it's going to be a low ratings part at all. I think that Kyle O'Reilly wins, and I think that Samoa Joe, really, if if he's out of the tournament this early, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I said I think, think about I, it. Though. Go ahead. Here's what you got to think about. So you got a pay-per-view coming up in two weeks, right? Samoa Joe's in the program with Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. So you're going to want that probably on your paper. Mm-hmm. Joe versus Lethal. So you're going to, you need to get him out of the tournament pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Jeff Hardy, Adam, Adam Cole. I said Adam Cole. So O'Reilly versus the Joker. Probably the Joker wins that if Joe's out. 
and then it's Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. If it's if the Joker is Johnny Gargano, we get Cole Gargano again. I mean, that's going to be an amazing match. Mm. But uh, you know, there's there's multiples you might throw in there. Huh? That's right. Cesaro, there are a lot. Mm-hmm. Bray, Bo. Apparently, uh, 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 Braun has been thrown out there. No, know. no. Somebody lost control of their narrative. Don't you dare. I just want you to name the, the competitors in the, uh, in the uh, world championship match. <laughs> <laughs> well. Don't do it. <laughs> so you want me to name the competitors in the AEW Women's World Championship match? No, no. The, uh, Paige's opponent. CM Punk. No, 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 for dynamite. Oh, let me uh, let me pull that up. Hang on, because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. This week's is what five eighteen. Adam Page in Texas, Houston, Texas. Adam Page will be taking on. What the hell? I just said, all right, Brian, you're going to have to spoil it because, you know, the web is not being very kind to me right now. Who does he yeah, face? Takashita. What? He's a Takashita. Takashita? Yeah. Holy shit. Amber Heard's favorite wrestler is going to be performing against Adam Page. That'll be a great one. Mm. Oh, my gosh. There's there's a lot a lot to gain by having Takashita on that on that roster. Man, I hope they make it make an offer. Make an offer. And then yeah, but when he, Forbidden Door's done, make an offer to Okada. He's he's kinda on loan though, isn't he? Isn't yeah, he with, yeah. He's a New Japan guy. Yeah. No no. Is he New Japan or the other one? Uh is he all Japan? Is it, uh, or no, is what's it the Noah? one they partnered with? Oh, um, it's where the strong hearts came out of. It's like an OVW or something like that out of China. Is he from that one? Um, let me take a look here. Takeshita. Takeshita. <laughs> from DDT Pro Wrestling. So no, neither were correct. For he's for, he's working at a DDT Pro. That's the other company they have a partnership with. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. DDT because ah, okay. that's the one that Daniels announced. Yes, DDT. yes, that's that's the one yeah. he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one I was talking about. That match is going to be tremendous. I mean, we get an opportunity here. Hopefully, hopefully they let it just go instead of having anybody get involved. I I feel like. I feel like we're going to see Punk turn heel if he wins the title. I hope he does it quick. You hope he does or does not? I hope he does. That was kind of fun last last Wednesday when he was uh, yeah. healing it up. It reminded you of when he turned heel during his, his big run in WWE and just how good he was at riling people up. I mean, mm-hmm. how many people can go toe-to-toe with The Rock on the mic and tell him that their arms aren't long enough to box God? 
Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was that was CM Punk. That was peak CM Punk. Never mind the fact that his Ring of Honor heel run was amazing. You'll never, ever find a better heel in the industry when you, than when you get CM Punk at the top of his game. Yeah. 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 And it, it helps that he's my favorite wrestler. Of all time. Oh, my Lord. Not of all time, but he's one of my favorites. Uh, let's see here. We got William Regal and, and Chris Jericho having a face-to-face confrontation this week. All right, if Regal gets another match in AEW... I'm totally sold. I will watch this match. You think he's going to get another match? Um, I feel like maybe one. But it would be on pay-per-view. I don't think Tony Khan would just put it on a dynamite. Hmm. Put it to you like this. I feel like Tony Khan has an appreciation for the legends of the industry. And if he has an opportunity to help celebrate them, he would, he would do it in pay-per-view fashion. Oh, that's interesting. 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 And who better than Jericho? Him and Jericho worked a, a bunch of times. And plus he still hasn't forgiven Jericho for peeing in his tea. <laughs> It happened. Look it up. Go to YouTube. One of the one of the peak Chris Jericho moments in WWE. Oh. Peeing in the so here we, <laughs> here we are. It's ten twenty in the evening. Uh huh. And we have our first Mercedes is all elite. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's already on Twitter like that, huh? Yeah. That well, doesn't this is uh, Instagram. Didn't oh. take them long. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh wow. Corey Graves on TV. I did not hear this comment. Corey Graves says Sasha Banks and Naomi summarily and unprofessionally walked out. That's bad. Uh, That's bad. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe we're worked here. Yeah, maybe it's a work. If they're going to announce it, maybe it's a work. Hmm. So the Joker in the women's quarterfinal, Britt Baker takes on the Joker. Um, I feel like if it is, if it's Candice LeRae and Britt Baker loses, Britt doesn't lose anything, and it serves as a huge, huge debut moment for whoever they bring in. Um, hmm, that could be a really, really good one. Ray Phoenix, Kyler Riley, we talked about that one already. This week, Wardlow is in the uh, the trials of, of MJF or whatever on his way to his match with MJF. This week, Wardlow must take 10 lashes. Yeah. I'll say it like this. If this is why MJF is unhappy, because they're not doing anything more creative than this, I agree with him. They did the ten lashes before. Are you, don't have so are you one of these little guys that are just like attaching themselves to these stories? The comment I said was if if he's truly unhappy, 
I would agree with them because I feel like this segment, this idea is, is not creative. I'm not necessarily saying that MJF should or shouldn't go anywhere. I'm not going that th- down that road. But, yeah, but I'm I feel talking like the whole unhappy thing. I don't know. I feel like with MJF, you can't believe anything he says. Right. Like, re- regardless of where he's at. He did his interview for uh, the, the wrestling podcast, and, uh, you know, he talks about, oh, I hope I don't make any unha- anybody unhappy in management. Like, and I'm just like, God, everything with this guy's a work. You, you can take nothing he says at face value. Right. By the way, the video you shared with us of him drawing all over that person's uh, art that they gave to him yeah. that they said took hours. <laughs> so messed up. <laughs> What uh, what was the one he did today? Oh, it was a picture of Jeff Jarrett. Oh Jared, yeah, Karen Jarrett. Angle. Yes, all of the. <laughs> that was brutal. So MJF on Facebook and Instagram. If you're not following him, you're missing out because he is hilarious. Uh, yeah. Today he posted a picture of Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, Ty Conti, and Sammy Guevara. And he said, this is something like, this is the most comprehensive pictures of home records or something like that all together. <laughs> and I was just, my jaw hit the floor when I saw it. I was like, God damn. <laughs> okay. So we're just, we're just going to label everybody. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, damn. yeah. I mean, if there's one guy out there right now that truly understands this business, and understands his place in this business, it's MJF. Mm-hmm. MJF is what a heel from the 70s and 80s would have been like if there was such a thing as social media. Yeah. Because back then, remember, the dressing rooms were separate. Mm-hmm. You never caught a heel wrestler and a face wrestler Riding in cars together. They weren't seen in the same restaurants. That, you know what I'm saying? It's that, just, you can't teach that. Not, yeah. not the steal from Enzo Amore, but you can't. It's not a learned skill. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. And he has it. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's the perfect. If there was ever, like, somebody that should go down in the... Uh, Webster's Dictionary for, you know, have a picture beside the term asshole. Yeah, he does it so well, though. I mean, oh, yeah, he's brilliant at it. While I don't like the idea for the 10 lashes because it's been done right. Like, I feel like and it wasn't that long ago. So doing that again to me, is it wasn't that long ago. It was a year. It was a year ago with Cody. Maybe two years, but still, it really yeah, wasn't that long ago. Date. Yeah, I think it's two years. But even still, it's it's too too close to the last time it was done. If you want something like this to have a a, a power or a meaning, you stretch it out. And and to me, I I just don't I don't know. Do something else. Either way, it's just ten lashes. It's ten okay. lashes with a, a leather strap. I mean, it's being whipped with with the leather belt or yeah, strap but I'm talking or like whatever. Story wise, it's just ten lashes. Because next week is a cage match against uh, Spears. Yeah, with it with MJF. No, Spears. Spears is on pay per view, and then MJF is the referee, or is it? 
No, you're no, right. You're right. It's the yeah, dynamite exactly. before the pay per view is the cage yeah. match. My bad. Because he's got to get through both of them. Right. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's what they're maybe that's what they're doing. Holy crap! So what they're actually doing is they're trying to erase the memory of Cody's feud with MJF by replacing it literally with the same stipulations. Holy well, shit. yeah, but Cody didn't have to do that, right? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Cody had to beat Wardlow in a cage match. Cody had to go through ten lashes. Yeah, I remember the lashes. Yeah. Was MJF the ref? <laughs> no, that was the only, that's the only oh. switch here. <laughs> Which I think is good. I mean, I do like that idea. But I did it didn't occur to me till just now. Holy crap. Damn. They really might be. <laughs> well, alrighty then. Only you Cody fans would get that uh, uh conspiratorial. WWE's in Tony Khan's head Rent free (laughs) Everybody AEW fan wise Is now pissed off at me (laughs) How dare you Tony Khan would never Yes he would Let me tell you something Let's be real If it makes money And translates into something That he believes the fans Would want to see Yeah he'll do it It doesn't matter where it comes from I don't even know If it has to make money Yeah Making money is probably icing on the cake for him. Yeah. Like, if he feels like the fans will get enjoyment out of it, if he'll get enjoyment out of it, because I think he's a legitimate fan. Like, not like a money mark. I think he's a legitimate fan. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would do it. So if that yeah. means bringing Braun Strowman in to have him do the choo-choo run around the ring, if he feels like that's going to bring fans, he might try it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think he and- would do it, but maybe. I think Tony's looking long-term also. I don't I mean, he does. He'll he'll do stuff for short term, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's looking at getting, you know, all that much out of his investment today. I think he's looking at ten years down the road because they're still on their first contract. Right, right. They've got their renewal coming up. Ironically, I believe it's twenty twenty four. And then based off of, you know, the, the trade show coming up, mm-hmm. you know, they could have a lot of money thrown their way. They will. I feel like uh, Discovery Plus, Warner Media, that whole merger, I feel like uh, AEW is going to get a big, big part of that. Because they're, mm-hmm. they're a driver of income right now. I feel like they are making that company money. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of fans have said, even even our own Sonny Chase has said, that AEW hasn't made a profit. Well, they don't have to yet. Until it becomes a publicly traded venture, which, let's let's be honest, that's a rare thing. Name a wrestling company that made a profit. A WWE. true profit. Can you oh, name another? You, Can you, you name another? Before? Yeah. Before they were publicly traded. Oh, I'm sure they made a profit before. I mean, he was a billionaire, wasn't he, before they went public? Mm-hmm. Can you name any other companies? Uh, or they made a profit? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they the majority of them probably did. It, would, it probably wouldn't have been a great profit. 
because you you talk about the lower the lower ones would have at least had to break even to keep the doors open. So your AWAs, your uh, world class, all of them would have had to have turned a profit. Mm-hmm. It may not have been a great profit, and it wasn't a sustained profit. But at one time they had to be they had to turn a profit. Here's the thing. The only reason we know what we know about WCW is because people went public with it. If we'd never got told that, we would have never really known. We'll never know if Ring of Honor really made a profit. We have our thoughts. We have our oh, assumptions. No, there's, I, there's, I don't yeah. see. But we don't yeah. know. We don't know if Game Changer makes a profit. We don't even mm. know, and we love it, but we don't even know if UCW makes a profit. The bottom line is, nobody really knows unless you're the person holding that bank account. So why do we care so much? Why don't we just focus on the ball? Focus on the wrestling? I don't give a damn if Tony Khan makes money. No offense to Tony Khan. I I'm love confused. what he's doing. But I don't care if the product makes money. I care if it's good TV. I'm confused. That's fair. The point is... When it comes to wrestling and when it's on TV, what I'm trying to get at here, what I'm trying to get at here is the focal point of fans, and I think this is where a lot of fans get confused, is very few of us will ever have a true intimate knowledge of how it works on the inside. Especially for a show like that. We would be better suited to select the actual on-screen product to make our judgment calls on. Because outside of the the Sean Ross Saps and the Meltzers of the world, I don't know that we're ever going to get a true vision and thus we're actually in it. No, you're not going to get a true vision unless you're the damn accountant. Right, exactly. Wow. We'll close out with this because uh, this just came in. Sean Ross Sapp just uh, posted it on Twitter. WWE statement on Sasha Banks and Naomi. When Sasha and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, what? they were in informed of their participation in the main event of Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into John Laronitis' office with their suitcases in hand, placed their championship belts on his desk, and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions, and even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, rehearse, I hate that word, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live television show whose characters are expected to perform to the requirements of their contract. We regret that we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. No way that came from the WWE. Uh, it's all over Twitter. It is literally flying past my timeline right now. Shit. Wow. So who? Hey, look at that. Are they talking about Nikki and uh, Dewdrop? Uh, and so what What kind of match was the main event? A six-pack challenge. And that's what? Uh, how many tag teams? That... Six-packs challenge is basically... Um, basically... It's it's where you have six people in the ring, first fall wins. Or maybe, oh. no, I'm sorry. It's elimination style. So it's a six-person tornado-style match, elimination style. Winner gets the title shot. 
Why would the champs be in that? Unless it was for singles. I have no idea. <laughs> so, hey, Carmella gets her shot now. Lacey Evans, Carmella, and uh, Liv Morgan about to compete here tonight. Wow, welcome back, Lacey Evans, by the way. That's going to do it for us here on Corner to Corner. What a confusing now night. I'm really confused. <laughs> what a confusing night, man. I'm I'm going to be scratching my head on this one for a while. More information as it comes. We'll post it on either the website or our Facebook page. I'm not touching that. Shane Richardson, Shane, Shane Richardson, I'm sure, will do a tremendous job, as he always does, of posting the news up for us. Next week, we'll do our official Double or Nothing countdown. We'll do our predictions. And we'll talk about a topic that I asked you about on Twitter. I'll post it again Uh-oh. this week. Eric Bischoff asked the question, or was asked the question recently during 83 weeks, what if... Kevin Nash and Scott Hall had not gone to WCW, but in fact it had been Triple H and Shawn Michaels, would the NWO have had mm-hmm. as much impact? I don't think you would have had it, uh, an NWO. Well, we're going to talk about that and much, much more, of course, all the news of the week next week right here. C2CRadioShow.com for us. Should have said that first. <laughs> Catch up with Brian at Vladragul C2C on the Twitter bot. Nope. Catch up with Rob at Rob Hefner C2C. <coughs> Catch up right. with me at Stan Grubb and the show at C2C Radio Show everywhere. We'll see you at C2C Radio Show.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Don't do it. None of y'all do it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.